You passed your luck check. It's the No Class Podcast. With your host, Eddie. And Matt. The Demon Warp is coming alive. Oh my gosh. Because we're at episode number 65555. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? They're all a small miracle at this point. They they really are. Did you think we'd ever get to number five? Back in the day. No, I, I really honestly, well, no, I don't want to. You know, what is it? The the warrior is always listening. I don't want to be self-deprecating, but I really thought like two or three people would listen to it. And for a while, that was the case. But now, I mean, yeah, I'm tickled. Those two know. people were us, though, the one or two people. I know, I know. And I'm not an adamant listener of the show. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, um, eh. eh, you know. But no, um, but it's cool because it's kind of like, and it's the thing is I saw a picture of someone like eating a salad and they're sitting by this banner that's got other people eating salad and laughing. And I, it says something like, you know, makes it, but it's, yeah, it's kind of that thing with like, I'd hope that when y'all listening, you feel like, like Eddie said, we're before, the salad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or at least the vegetables, but no, um, we're the salad making you laugh. Like, yeah, like, laughing at salads. Like you're at the table here with us and we're all talking about geek culture and nerd lore and gaming or whatever, you know, we're just not letting you, letting you get a word in edgewise. You know? Having a beer, having a salad. Exactly. Having a beer and a salad. Yeah, absolutely. Or barbecue, more like barbecue. Forget a salad. Okay. So since you brought up kind of the people laughing at salad yeah. meme, yeah, I thought about doing an ad for the long con, one of our Facebook ads or whatever. Uh-huh. And it would be us like eating the salads and laughing with some dice or whatever. Because I am trying to come up with something good. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you remember when uh, Bo and um, Yeekly, mm-hmm. um, that when they did that very first East Texas board gaming fit or whatever, <clears throat> they, um, what do you call it? They, you know, they did one of these like little, little Facebook videos. And I got to think about it, maybe we should do a video. It's like, I know people in this day and age don't want to, some people in certain demographics don't want to really read. They want to watch a video or something, so. Well, I've had a really good idea for us to do a commercial for the long con mm-hmm. for a long time. And we just have to get somebody with a phone to, and we have to get some of your precious time. Oh, yeah. And it's funny you should mention that because, yeah, it's like just someone was like, like you got four days off, but you're going to relax. And I said, well, actually, no, I'm going to have lunch with a friend. Then we're going to do a podcast. And I've got a, I've got a good people coming over that night. And then the next day I got to take care of some taxes and I got to do this. And I got to, you know, and then I got to get this, you know go see the the dentist and then it's like then Saturday I'm helping some people open their game store and then Sunday I'm cooking a brisket and you know and they were like damn I was like yeah my life is which it's self-inflicted a lot of it I mean you know but yeah yeah Minnie's so vicious she's viciously attacking her her master over here you do you have anything to say Minnie she's almost directly into the microphone I know I'm waiting for her to give it a big lick and then you're gonna be like yeah have some dog stank on your microphone she's the official puppy she is gone. a cutie patootie. She really Why is. she needs love right now. She's on that know. sad look of like, I just need some loves right now. She's a cutie. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, so first of all, why don't I'm going to sit in the about? chair with you? Yeah. She's trying to climb in the chair with him. She's crowding him out. Does she crowd y'all out of the bed? That's do y'all let her in the, is that like a, this is a no go zone. It, everything is a dog hair covered mess now. Of course. We're, we're back in those days. Yay. So, uh, the wife did decide to let the dog 
lay in the bed mm-hmm. with us the other day. Mm-hmm. She's not going to be sleeping there because it just wouldn't work. No, she's huge. I mean, she's getting bigger too. So, yeah. but now she's got to where when she goes to bed at night, that's what she wants to do. She wants to run in there with us instead. Oh wow! So I'm like, good thing you started that. Yeah, maybe at the foot of the bed or whatever. But no, well, you like who's it? Like I think Matt Roberts or something. Uh, They've got a bunch of dogs, and they sleep in the bed with them. I think from uh, what I've inferred from his Facebook post, and I'm like, like the joke is like there's hardly any room for him and the wife. But in the wintertime, the, all those dogs keep him warm, I bet. Yeah, she's not old enough yet either yeah. to where I think she could make it through the night. Yeah. She's, she's not on the trusted agent list for getting to run through the house all night long. I would say you could try to put a doggy door in, but that door wouldn't work with a doggy door. So Yeah, and then you got to get through the screen. Yeah, it's true. So you'd have to put one yeah. on the screen, yeah. and then things yeah. can come in doggy doors. Hey, oh, you got that right. You'd be surprised what'll come through. So back to the previous topic yeah. before Minnie so rudely interrupted. It's cutely interrupted. What we need is a somebody to run a camera for us. If you happen to know somebody that does photography or something that could set that just right. Because yeah, yeah. while we're on that, uh, our designer... Mm-hmm. Lindsay yeah. has just done a magnificent job with some new shirt designs. Yeah, check them out on T Public, and you can get those anytime you want. You can't have the the latest con shirt yet. You got to wait, but you can have these other ones. Yeah. We've got the Thaco designs, and then we'll have these Texas designs coming up. Because you know, yeah, we love Texas. Texas loves us. Exactly. Duh. Um. So yeah, uh, long con. Yes, what about the Long Con? Yes, love the Long Con. It's coming up in November. Really excited. Right now we have a special thing. Look for our page on Facebook where we have a post there that if you'll like it and share it currently, you have the chance to win about $300 worth of gaming paraphernalia. Some really choice stuff that we picked out of um, our, our boxes and barrels and bags of gaming swag that we have. And like, uh, there's a book from... Paysetter is like a $30 book. There's a book from Frog God Games that's like $160, $200 book. Really high quality. There's a really great um, still-in-plastic copy of Osric um, and a handful of really good miniatures from three different companies. So, you, you know, you've got uh, New Comet uh, and you've got Troll Lords and the other one, I'm trying to think. Can't, I can't think of it, but it's, this is on Facebook. But look for that post on, and like it and share it, and you'll have a chance to win. We're going to draw win here. Win big. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot of stuff. I'm kind of cringe. Oh, and also a high-quality dice bag by Durthan, our good buddy Fergie, uh, Durthan's Bags. It's a really nice bag, that it's, and his stuff is so well-made. They hold a ridiculous amount of dice. And on top of that, I threw three different long con die sixes in the bag as a little extra little wink wink you gotta have some dice in your bag you know i'll even throw a, a long con coin in there to give it a little extra luck courtesy of the long con buoy yeah number one super guys quicker than the human eye that's right that's how fast that shipping will be yeah so anyway and i'm cringing yeah over for the, the one dedicated the listener that made that joke originally yeah and now you can enjoy that larry yeah because these books are really big thick heavy books but oh well. Anyway, I, yeah. But it t- back to the long con. Uh, things are moving apace. We've got more and more special guests piling in, and uh, we've lost our minds. So we've actually got a couple of new special guests to add in. Absolutely. Which I will put that on you to remember, because is it I 
It's Matt Robertson. Matt Grape Ape Robertson and Stephen, and I hope I don't saw your name, Stephen. You're a great guy. Surratt? Yeah. Surratt? Anyway. And actually on the Twitch, I think I said Sean, because I actually do know a Sean Surratt. Yeah. But actually his name is Stephen. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah his yeah. name is Stephen. Yeah. And, uh, but he, you know, both of these guys are, they're all over, uh, the Goodman Twitch and stuff is either special guests or rules is written, or I think, uh, Grape Ape, uh, that Reavers is, Express, Reavers Express, which gets good numbers and looks like a lot of fun. So they're going to run a bunch of games for us. Mm-hmm. Since we have so many people from the Goodman family coming now, yeah, we'll have yeah. the two of them, the two of us, yeah. uh, Brendan, mm-hmm. David Beatty. David Beatty, yeah. There might be some Twitch stuff emanating to you from the long con itself. What? So if you love that Twitch stuff, good for you. If you hate that Twitch stuff, that's fine. You don't have to watch it. Right, right. Except for our stuff. Bloody well, right. And you don't even have to watch that. Just hit play and walk away. That's what I would do. But we always appreciate y'all listening, support, whatever, you know. Anything else on the long con? Just, um, I know I've talked to a couple people, just it's come up organically in conversation that they're like, yeah, yeah, I, I intend to get my ticket, you know, uh, I just haven't got around to it, blah, blah, blah. And that's, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, I'm running. Um, they got a case of the round to it. Yeah. And that was uh, even uh, our old buddy, uh, Wes Southern, was who's in my um, DCC. We need him around anyhow. Legacy Leak group. And. Uh, got him. Yeah, yeah. He. Uh, got him. He mentioned that last time we met, he's like, hey, I just listened to the podcast because you just uploaded it. And he said, oh, you know, I heard you and Eddie going on about buy your ticket, buy your ticket. He's like, you know, people can wait till the last minute. And it's just some people. They're just there. That's just human nature. You know, so that's been a hell of a note. It's only human. Yeah. Anyway. Matt stops the podcast to check his power button is actually on. <laughs> Don't tell people that, damn it. But that's anyway. why this all should be a video podcast. It really, so really should. It really see should. See Minnie trying to eat my face and uh-huh. you checking and uh-huh. who's blowing out boogers and all that good hey, stuff. Yeah, that are like the, 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 the faces that we both pull when the other one says something that we're like, what the hell did you say? Which is a lot of the fun. So you've kind of come around. You've fallen in my into my trap again here. Uh oh. Me and Matt save a lot of these conversations for on the podcast. So here you go, folks. Here's one that we haven't talked about yet. We're just gonna spring it right on him. It is about the long con swag. Yeah. Okay. Everybody wanted some magnets. We heard magnets. Good. 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 All right. We'll we'll look into magnets, and that seems like it's pretty doable. Yeah. But Matt had these really cool. Keychains made. Well, actually, uh, Lynn, Miss Lindsay again. Well, you awesome had them made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She may have designed them, and it's through her uh, business and all that. But I'm, gonna give I'm her, trying I, to give I, you some credit first, I, and I then would, you can give her some credit. I would love that, but I'm that guy. I'm not going to take. So she came up with that entirely. That was she, all of her own volition. She just jumped in and did that without well, any prompting or anything. Well, what have you done lately? I did. This was the one thing I was going to give Matt credit for that Matt's done, and now he didn't even do that. What the hell? I, I gave her a lot of uh, TLC, so I think, you know, there you go. And that's how she, you know, paid me. I back. didn't get any TLC. Where's my <laughs> TLC, Matt? Pucker up. <laughs> All right. I'm going to expect it. But I was going to say, what a wonderful, good job. Kudos, Matt. Pat on the back. And you're like, oh, I didn't do that either. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it, Matt. Yeah. And I tell you what, she's she's got on her Lindsay and Company uh, her it's Teespring page, I think, but it's Lindsay and Company. 
she's got we've we've allowed her to promote i guess or whatever you anyway, know she has our design on her those metal tumblers yeah and they're nice they're really nice. i won't lie i wish i had one i have one coming in the mail you son of a <laughs> so matt told me it's got to be a month or two ago uh-huh. he showed me how beautiful these tumblers were and he's uh-huh. like i'm about to make an order do you want something and i'm like yeah i want one of those tumblers it looks fantastic uh-huh. so i wait and i'm like where's the tumbler and he's like and i go wait a couple more weeks i was like where's that tumbler and he's like and then i get an exact noise i made i get a text at like seven o'clock in the morning on a random Monday or something, uh-huh. and it's like, here's the link. I'm like, you son of a... So I give Lindsay all that credit because she deserves it, so I'm going to throw her under the bus. So I could have swore that we talked about her ordering a couple for us. Time marches on, and finally I, I kind of bugged her about it, and she said, you know, you can get off your butt and order it yourself. And I was like, she didn't say it quite like that, but still, that was the gist of it. So, of course, I went, oh, oh okay, so I posted the link to you, and I proceeded to order myself one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, whenever we get stuff, uh-huh. when I order stuff, don't I always oh, order for yeah. both of us? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What a guy. And generally, I ordered for you. Look, <laughs> I, made, I made sure to give you the better of the two. The keychain was nice that she had made, but we both like the bottle opener better. Keychain slash bottle opener. And so I gave you the better of the two things. Friendship. She made. Those are both meant for me. Terminated. For my little sugar plum, but. I, I'm the well, nice guy that I share. Why doesn't Sugar Plum send me some stuff? She's a big she's, fan of the show. Yeah, but she's really a big fan of me. <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of her. There you so go. So there I think you go. if she's out there listening, her mm. and new Matt, you're in. Old Matt, you're out. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> I, there, is, this, is this like my pink slip? Should I clean yes. out my locker? Please enjoy Matt's. Old Matt's last episode of the podcast. I want you to imagine and be ready me for the new management on the side of the road, hitchhiking, looking pensive, and you hear Da-na-na-na. in extremely Na-na-na-na. short shorts, Daisy Dukes. That's right. You know, kind of was the end of looking a, for dates. The, the Incredible Hulk. You know, he was big But you have to do it with the hot shorts on and pigtails. Well, yeah, duh. Yeah, if I can get my hair into pigtails, that'd be great. I can't remember the one guy on Reno Nine One One. But the one that was like Grandma, the movie Grandma's Boy or whatever. I can't uh-huh. remember, like the ca- character Terry or something like that, mm-hmm. where he was the roller skating prostitute in short shorts. Oh, that wow. would just be perfect for I you saw, to imagine well, folks I saw out there. Randy's Boy, but I don't remember that. No, it's Reno 911. Oh, oh But it's guy. the same actor. That guy, yeah. It's always, oh, uh, God, what is his name? It's something really funny. His name's funny on Reno 911. Lieutenant or Officer. Whatever no, it is. it's not Dangle. It's yeah, this it, other yeah. guy. Oh, okay. Because yeah, Dangle's the one's always wearing the hot shorts or whatever. So somehow, if you're still listening to this, yeah, we were talking about you. long con swag. Yeah. And trying to put the peer pressure on people. Yeah, yeah. So we have said, if we don't have this many people, we don't know how much stuff to order. Right, right. So perhaps these really cool keychains, we could have different levels of swag. Mm-hmm. Like if you show up, you're getting a magnet. Good for you. But if you're in the first hundred or you order by, you know, you've got your badge before September, then you're in tier one. Ooh, I like that. The awesome tier of swag. And we'll also throw in the cool keychain. Yeah, and this keychain, they ain't cheap because they're really nice. This one, it's like a keychain slash bottle opener, but it's got a really cool area where you can put up something. It's like a plastic glassy kind of thing. And, and the image that Lindsay put there was this year's The Lich. 
and the Longcom logo. But we're it's all, Waterford Crystal, I believe. Yeah, but we're talking about maybe putting the the red wax seal on it. But we'll see. With stainless steel platinum. But it's really it's really gorgeous. It's well made. I mean, it's a nice bottle opener. It's a nice keychain. Blah blah blah. It's got someone with good taste picked that out. I like the idea. I think the first hundred tickets sold we should get one of those. So that'd be half the people. Yeah, potentially well, that would encourage the people to you know. Well, why should I get my ticket now when I can wait? Well. You'll get what is a not exactly inexpensive, really nice, cool, you know, bit of extra swag. And maybe next year the thing will be the first hundred people get early bird status and they get to sign up for games first. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to threaten you with that now. Yeah. Don't make us go that far, people. Yeah. And Don't make us do it. I will say the people that are walk-ups, technically we're supposed to charge more, but I'm a big softy. I generally don't. Well, if you're listening to this, you're probably not the person that's walking up. We're, exactly, we're preaching yeah. to the converted. You've probably yeah. already got your badge. You've probably already got your T-shirt. But I was supposed to say for what your it's Matt worth. Your Matt and Eddie tattoo. Yeah. What it's worth, generally people that are walk-ups pay more. So, um, yeah. So, anyway. So, what do you think about the keychain and... I love it. I wish I could give you some little amount of credit for it, but now I can't. You give me all the credit. Um Credit where credit is due, we, good sir. What we need to do is probably take a picture of it and upload it to the um, podcast Facebook page so people can see the, the gorgeousness of that. Lindsay, could you take care of that for Matt? Well, you've got it. But I'm sure she's got the... Like the original or something? Or, or the uh, page, page or where you could get it or something. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. But now she'll have to take that down immediately because we don't want people to buy them out from under us. Exactly. Ding, ding, ding. Raise the prices on it. All right, I'm sick of talking about that. What about you? Yeah, me too. I was like thinking, let's move on. Um, but yeah, get your ticket, ASAP, blah, blah, blah. Um, yada, yada, yada. All right, so what do you want to talk about now? Now it is pop culture time. Oh, my. It is the time for the pop culture. Oh, yeah. All right. TV, movies. Yeah, it's books comics. and comics. Books and comics. Say it. None of it. Nada. I don't think I've talked about it already, but there is an ongoing comic right now with Thor versus Hulk. Ooh. It's been pretty good. The most recent one, Thor has Hulked out and Hulk has Thored out. Thor got hit by a gamma bomb and the Hulk lifted Muldron, the hammer. Mjolnir. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> got him again, folks. You made me snort. Okay, so that sounds interesting. So it's 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 Is a it classic battle. Of course, you know, they've got to be evenly matched, and it's got to come down to a draw or something, but it's been pretty good so far. We're good. But that's all I have on the books and comic books right now. Now we go to TV. TV. All right, well, <sighs> I know you got to finish it before me, but I've got to watch the last two episodes of The Boys. Holy crap. Wow, that's really intense so uh, now you're done with it I, yeah i'm done i'm caught up um ho- the look on that kid's face in that last scene uh, whoever's directing this kid the kid's a good actor because that that look of like from astonishment and fear to that sort of malevolent Ooh, ah, 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 yeah ah. i mean wow but uh no there's the boys it's you know it's raunchy it's gory and blah 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 and i mean the people that die i'm not gonna i don't want to spoil it spoilers but i was like holy crap you know, the people that, yeah. Anyway, if you haven't checked out the boys yet, check them out. Might not be your cup of tea, but if it's your cup of tea, yeah, you're welcome. And, and if you are already watching, then, yeah, wow, you know. Yeah, Ron has said we turned him on to it, so. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. Um, there were a couple of 
uh, deaths or teased deaths or whatever in that one too in the last episode that were very reminiscent of the comics. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, oh crap, here comes that. So yeah, it was it was as much as I was like, eh, the comics. At least there was some kind of callback to it or th- throwback for the people that read the comic. So like, that was wow. extra. That was an extra level right there. Yeah, okay, yeah. please continue. I, I'm trying to think. Other than that, I think like I said, I was telling mentioned last time. I'm I've got so much stuff going on, finding the time to watch stuff. But um, I uh, been watching um that new Star Trek I was telling y'all about last time. I got to watch another episode of that. And it's pretty good. I know our, our buddy Jeff uh, uh, Webb was go- kind of gushing about it, and that's what encouraged me to watch it. And, hey, man, thanks for mentioning that, uh, Jeff Rowe, uh, because, and by the way, good luck with your convalescing. Hope everything's going well. Uh, get feeling better, man. But, yeah, no, no, um, that's what encouraged me. I got the idea to watch that, and I'm glad I did. I'm glad he was ballyhooing it on his Facebook page. Have you broke down and checked out Orville yet? The Orville? No, but again, that popped up in my feed because our phones are listening. I think, and I think right now there's, I saw a petition where they're encouraging the fan base to sign a petition so that they'll do a fourth season because mm. I think it's up in the air. Really? Well, it hasn't bounced. It's good, but uh-huh. some of the characters and things that they did in the first two seasons, it's kind of hard to come back from some of that. Oh. So. so is it kind of like maybe go out in style, maybe let it let it go out yeah. the pasture? Yeah. But, but I, the great that I'll have three seasons of Devour, and that'll be because the, the first three seasons are pretty solid is what I hear. Yeah, I'm watching the third season right now. I just watched like the second episode of the season, maybe the third, and that was almost an Aliens remake. Oh, well, So I, it was like, what if the Aliens were on in Star Trek on the Enterprise? Yeah, and I think I saw that on a, a Facebook buddy's page. That he he lets everyone know on Facebook, this is what I'm watching right now. This is great. And this is like... I've heard a number of people talking about they just had that Obi-Wan show mm-hmm. and everybody universally is just trashing. It's garbage. It's utter hmm. flaming garbage. And I'm like, wow, I haven't watched it. So don't be mad at me for saying that because I'm just going off what a lot of people I'm seeing on Facebook and other places are saying that it's just the story's got huge gaping plot holes and there's things that are very contrived that don't make sense and it's throwaway characters and just, yeah. And it's not really about Obi-Wan, even though it's called Obi-Wan. That's what I'm hearing. Anyway, so that's me just literally parroting stuff I've heard elsewhere. But and did you rush out and watch Handmaiden's Tale yet? I have not. Again, I mean, I barely have time to watch the things I'm kind of dedicated to. Like I said, I just finished. I literally made myself watch The Boys last night, even though I didn't get home till about 10 for work. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I want to be able to talk about it today on the podcast. And now you'd, I knew it was going to be good. And you even sent me a text going, dude, check it out. You know, So, yeah, well, I, I followed your advice. So I finished Handmaiden's Tale. Oh, really? It was good. I think I tried to avoid spoilers on that, but I seem to remember maybe a year or so back, people were like, you know, it was kind of, once you hit this point, it's not as good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the whole thing. So you didn't see a point where you were like, man, they jumped the shark? No, not to me. I mean, there's there's slow episodes here and there. How many seasons are there? I think that was four seasons, and they're going to come back and do a fifth, and that's going to be it. Okay. Well, and talking about slow, I, I think that you know they did a weird bifurcated thing where you had to wait for the last episode for a month or something. Well, the last episode, Stranger Things, of this season, Stranger Things, I watched it, and it was good. But that's the one thing you've always complained. Like I remember about the the very first season was like what was six episodes could have been three. It could have been a fantastic movie. Yeah, it's a part where it drags and drags and drags. Well, again, two part movie. This season felt reminiscent of the first season, and it's got that level of quality, 
But again, there were times where I, I literally caught myself going, screw it. I'm just not going to do this. And I, I fast forward in places because it just drags or it's like, I know it's like, it can't just be scares and jumps and fighting booger bears, but, um, there's parts where the character and, Oh, I love you. You know, and it's just like, like, okay, I get it. But I mean, it's like, do we have to come back to this? Didn't we touch on this in the last episode? And does it take 15 minutes for the girl to go, but my brother was a jerk, but I don't, you know, it's like, ugh, you know, anyway. So and doesn't just, that kind of have the game of Thrones problem where it's like, and now to this character, and you're like, I don't care about yeah. that character's storyline. And I mentioned that, yeah, I guess when I was reviewing this season again, now there's there were these divergent groups in different places. So you had the uh, wolf, because if you're going to wolf, wolf hard. It's that wolf hard kid and Will and his brother and Stoner McGee, the new character, they're in a, van, a pizza van trying to get across the country to save L. And then L is in this think tank thing. And I don't think I'm giving anything away. And then... Um, Hopper and Will and what's his face, the brother's mom, played by Winona Ryder, and the guy Murray, which Murray is, by the way, a hilarious character. One of the best things in this season is Murray and his annex. They're often trying to get into Russia, and they're in Russia or whatever. And then there's actual, all the other characters, which are Nancy, Harrigan, Harrigan's little friend that, you know, that he always has different odd jobs with. Um, and the kid that wears the hats all the time. And such a memorable character. I know, you know, and all the, anyway, but like there's all that group is over back in Hawkins, you know. So you've got what at that point four different groups that we're flipping around to, and it's like, ugh, you know, yeah, it gets to be a bit much. But having said all that, this season really was good. I think season two and three were okay. Like one was dynamite, and this one, maybe it's because we waited for it so long, but regardless, that might be coloring my opinion but i think this this is a, a return to form and i really like season four in spite of the few complaints i've had i just can't get motivated to watch it it's not that fine. i don't like the show but i don't love the show right. and kind of like you're like you know the kid with a hat and it's like i think i can name two of the kids yeah. and one of them being 11 yeah so i'm not heavily invested in it for and, sure and i'm missing something but like will is constantly tearing up and biting his finger and choking and turning away and going and I'm just like, am I missing something? What's going on with, with the Will character? But anyway, I mean, at the end, you see him grabbing his neck, and you remember, oh, yeah, he went to the Upside Down the first. He's gone to the Upside Down for most of the first season. And so you know, like, because in the second season, he kept grabbing his neck and hissing and wincing like the the evil creatures from the other side are talking to him or whatever. And you're like, well, is he like a sleeper agent for them? What's going on here? Whatever. So I think – People think that we're going to see something to do with that in the fifth season. So we'll say. He's like, what was the movie, the famous one? The first one had um, Frank Sinatra in it. The candidate. The Manchurian the candidate. Manchurian, I wonder if Will's the upside down Manchurian candidate or whatever. You know, We'll see. All right. So that's me for TV, I think. All right. How about some movies? Well, first of all, me and Miss Lindsay went to see Elvis. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I think I very much. Well, I, I loved it. It was really good, and I like because we live in an age where people just love to take our heroes or things that we really enjoy and poop all over them. You know, it's like you like Thomas Jefferson. Let me tell you how much of a jerk he was and all these bad things he's supposed to have done or whatever. You like Washington, the father of our country. Let me tell you what a jerk he was and all this stuff from some sources that are questionable or whatever. And I'll write a whole book and sell a bunch of copies where I 
poop all over your heroes. Well, people in recent years have tried to really say some bad things about Elvis, like saying he was a racist or something. And like the guy, anyway, the the, the movie shows that no, he was not racist. Blah blah blah. Such so the such. movie shows. Yeah, well, but they they show his life and, and what happened. So the movie on. is a documentary that shows every moment of Elvis's life, so that we know he's not a racist. I'm just because saying, this fictional movie. It's, no, it's not fictional. This is supposed to be like biographical or whatever. But still, it's not. They didn't film Elvis. It's not the actual Elvis. It's an actor. Anyway, needless this to say, this is a scripted movie. It it absolutely is. But there's good acting. The kid that played Elvis did good. Tom Hanks played Colonel Parker. Now did they poop all over him? Oh, they showed that he was yeah, the devil so. incarnate. And honestly, a lot of the stuff that Elvis took crap for, it was it was Colonel Parker. So again, you know, according to the movie, don't get me wrong. No, no, and even they talked about this that about five ten years after Elvis died, there the Parker got exposed for a lot of the stuff he did way back then. Like after Elvis died, five years later, all this stuff came out to where he had manipulated. He's when they got him hooked on drugs. And had a this doctor that they called Doctor Nick, who gave him uppers to get him hey up. Hey, everybody! Yeah, and gave him uh, downers to put him to sleep every night, and all this stuff. And and anyway, it was and, and his 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 entourage did him no favors, you know, because they catered to his whim and were a bunch of yes men. And so, who built his entourage, Colonel Parker? Well, no, I mean he did again, but yeah, I hear you. Now, and don't you're get me judged wrong. by the company that you keep, I as agree. people frequently tell me. Oh, and I agree. Sadly, I agree. I agree. But uh, anyway, needless to say, for whatever it's worth, I enjoyed the movie. It's a good movie. Well, I just want to argue about Elvis. I don't care. For the sake of arguing. Yeah, right. Um, and then I dusted off an old... So we're just going to skip right through this. All right, go ahead. Well, no, I mean, it's a good movie. Go see it. Um, and then, uh, which is usually your... I'm pulling a page from your book. Because like usually I'm like, people want to hear why it was good. And you're like, no, nope, it's good. Watch it. Um, but I just wanted to talk about Elvis and how we know he's not racist in any way because of a movie. I'm not saying the man didn't maybe throw some stuff around, but like they talk about when he lived in Memphis, he would go into these neighborhoods where he was in the, the ghetto. He was the only guy that was like complected there. And he hung out with uh, him and BB King were good pals. Um, that's where a lot of his songs, like Hound Dog, he heard uh, people in these neighborhoods. So you're club. saying he stole black music? Absolutely, he mis he misappropriated it. I think is the wow. word nowadays. He stole that, but no. The thing is, he helped put it on the map and make it acceptable for consumption for whitey, I guess, or something. You know, whatever. Like it's, Pat Boone. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I dusted off an old faithful. I so we're moving it. on. Absolutely. <clears throat> uh, I watched Reservoir Dogs, and that's a class. I forgot how good a movie that is. I man. love that movie. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Why? Because he's a fucking professional. He's nice. the only one being a fucking professional. Exactly. That's exactly. whenever I play a rogue in D&D, that's who I channel, Mr. Pink. Yeah, Mr. Pink. Is and great. everyone else is a Yahoo. And he's the only professional. And that was a real breakout movie for uh, Mr. Pink. Yeah. Because, I mean, I want to think, what did he do before that? Did you remember? And he was great in that. He was awesome. Um, but also, it's the shame you didn't see much more out of... Um, Oh, the guy that played Mr. Blonde. And I know his name. Matt Mas Matt Masterson, Mason, whatever. That guy mm -hmm. was great in that. I mean, there's some really great acting in that. I remember... He's in Kill Bill. Yeah. But this, it's, he, the only work it seemed like he got after that was doing more work for um, Quentin Tarantino. Because he loves... He's one of these directors that loves to use his cadre of actors that he likes. Like, if you do a movie with him, more than likely you're going to get to be in some follow-up movies. Like, he used... Uh, is it oh. Timothy Roth? Is that the one you're thinking of? Well, him and, you know, he, he, okay, Quentin Tarantino was working in a video cassette store 
and was trying to break into screenwriting and directing. And he sold the screenplay for True Romance, and that did pretty well. But that was directed, I think, by Oliver Stone. So then that's how he leveraged the script for Reservoir Dogs to where he wanted to direct it. So he got Harvey Keitel on board, like, I'll make sure you're the, the main actor with the really juicy part if you'll help me convince Hollywood to let me direct. Well, he's put Mr. Brown in a lot of stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Almost every movie he directs. Well, so as I was going to say, while he was working as a, in a, like a blockbuster, essentially, out in L.A., Tim Roth was his roommate, who was just a starving, struggling actor. So, yeah, he's put Tim Roth in a bunch. They're buds. They're pals. They used to be roommates. So that's interesting. All right. Yeah. Um, but I tell you that story, me and Gary went to Blockbuster and got this movie because I'd read, heard some stuff about it. It's before the internet was like it is now. But somewhere I'd heard some really good stuff about it. And Gary's like, I don't know about this. What is this? And, I, and man, I remember when it was over, we didn't talk. We didn't get up. We didn't pause it for a snack. I mean, it was. Didn't get dressed. Exactly. And so the fact was when it was over, we looked over each other and like we were on the edge of our, literally on the edge of our seats and just like mouth gate mode because that you know the end how it but i will say interesting story nowadays he'd get pooped on right away but this came out years later because they didn't have the internet like we do now but that cool scene at the end with the three different gunmen and all that they say he totally lifted that out of a um like chinese or japanese lots of stuff manga or movie that basically about you know the yakuza or something like that and there so that being that exact thing happened in this movie well we're lucky the listeners don't know that we've ripped this whole podcast idea off from the japanese equivalent exactly but anyway so it's actually a japanese podcast about rpgs and we decided screw those guys yeah. We'll do it now. So if you our if, version. If, if you've never seen Reservoir Dogs, good lord, go watch it. It's a great movie. But again, it's got some language and there's some violence and some the stuff Mr. Blind does is like pretty wild. But anyway. Are you gonna bark all day, little dog? Are you gonna bite? Yeah, yeah. And he's like I he's trying to I can't can you hear me? You know, that ah, that's pretty tough. Um but Madonna. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. It's again uh that's Quentin, you know, being Quentin. And that definitely that diner scene is a trip because uh, I love that. Rod, that was the last movie Rod Steiger did. He was the the older bald guy with the shaved head, and that was one of the last things Rod Steiger did. But it's funny when um, Mr. White takes his you know, address book or something, and he's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "You give me back my book," you know. Is that's just a great scene, you know? Nice guy, Eddie. Yeah, yeah. Which is a shame because again, uh, Christopher. Pin wasn't it? Pin died not long after that. He wasn't mm-hmm. that old, but nope. he, you know, but chunky guy doing drugs. That's a bad ma- match. I think that's what happened. I assume. I don't know for a fact. That's why I don't do drugs. Uh, yeah, that's I, the only reason. It would kill me. Yeah. But anyway, great movie. Check it out. Uh, one of my personal favorites. Yeah. No, I own that one. I I dust it off about once every two three years. Um. So any movies for you, sir? Of course not. Awesome. Um, so what are we, video games? Of course. Video games. So they finally come out, they've talked about this forever, a Skyrim co-op mode. Uh-huh. Have you heard about that? Yeah. Yep. I figured, most of I figure you've usually heard about already. But to our listeners, if you hadn't heard about it, and then I hear Microsoft is trying to buy Activision Blizzard. And they're buying, like they bought out uh, Besseda, and mm-hmm. they bought out this, and they bought that. I mean, pretty much this I don't know. I don't like the idea of monopolies, and so and ugh, so. I'm not real happy about this, but that's just my two bits. What do you think? 
There's not a lot that I get from Activision Blizzard. Those have become names to avoid. Exactly. As but, much, yeah. what was it back in the day, Blizzard North? Yeah. That it was just like, oh boy, here comes uh, Diablo 1 and War, uh, not World of Warcraft, but just regular Warcraft 1 and 2 and Diablo yeah. 2. And that used to be the sign of quality. It's like, oh, oh if Blizzard's putting this out, put me down for two. Yeah. And then recently it's just kind of fallen off yeah, and like, this whole Diablo Immortals controversy and oh what's that? That's the mobile game. Uh-huh. And if you want to get your character fully maxed out, the number keeps changing, but I think it's like 70 grand right now for your mobile phone game. That's yeah, screw that. But that's like I laugh uh Lindsay's kids play Roblox. And basically, yeah, I've heard a lot about that too. Yeah, and basically, like every so often, she'll be like, "Oh, for a treat for the kids, I'll see her at these little gift card stations. They'll have like a ten dollar card for Roblox." And I'm like, "What are these little cards you buy on time?" And she's like, "Oh, it's the, for stuff in game or to keep playing the game or however it works." Yeah. But I'm sitting here going, "They talk about like some of these kids. If you add it up, what's been oh, spent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's a pretty chunky number. Because with the mobile phone games, you want to get a whale." It's like, I don't care if I never make a dollar off of, you know, 10,000 players because I'm going to make mm-hmm. a million off yeah. of these 10 players and we, that's all I need to worry about. And have you looked into uh, Roblox or whatever? No. So, yeah, I was watching an internet video on that not too long ago about how that works. Mm-hmm. And if I've got the wrong, if I've got the right thing and I'm not dropping the wrong name and slandering the wrong mm-hmm. company entirely, I think it was the Roblox where it's that. You make games in it. I think that might be right. And other people make games in it. So you can download their game and, oh boy, it's great. And I think they get some of the money for that. But apparently, I I think it might have to be kid published. Mm -hmm. So a kid comes up with an idea for a game. And then these companies will draft those kids in and make them work insane hours. Really? Because there's no like child labor law for the internet sort of thing that they enforce. And it's like, you know, if you want your game to really move up, you're going to have to do this and do that. So a lot of these companies rip them off. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just work them. They'll be like, this is the game that we're going to work on. And so you put in X amount of hours and then you'll never get credit for it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. See, see I, I wasn't aware of all this. But one thing, Lindsay shared a story where there's adults that have gotten this game and a lot of kids play it. Uh-huh. And I'll just let your imagination go from there. But she said that there's been some stuff that's been that's happened where you know adults have been like hey you know you know whatever and it's ugh, you know so anyway so it's supposed to be a very kid friendly format and yeah. kids coding and making games for other kids but mm-hmm. it's really shady on the way kind of like a your game will never get seen it's almost like youtube videos if you don't if you don't start trending it'll never get seen so the kids get contacted by these people like, Hey kid, do you want your video to start trending? Do this for me. Or if you pay this amount of money, you get this many stars. And when you have this many stars on your game, then it'll get to the front page or something. So if this sounds like something you would be interested in learning more about, there was a really cool video. I'm sure if you just search it out, you'll find it, but it was really interesting. And that was something I didn't know about at all, but it was in the realm of gaming. So I came across it and was like, yeah, Interesting. But yeah, no, uh, one of the reasons why, I don't know if all the kids play it that much, but I don't know. But I know that um, uh, her eldest, uh, Landry, she plays because a lot of her friends back home in Virginia play so they can keep in contact. 
But the thing is, like, they don't get on till later, so a lot of times she's up playing it kind of late, blah, 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 whatever. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'll just throw it out there. It's like anything on the internet. It can be good or bad. Yeah, so yeah it's I'm not, not saying I'm not, it's the devil. Yeah. We're, not, we're not pooping on it, but it just it's like anything else. It's, it's open to abuse, you know. So anyway. All right. So anything else about oh, vi- video games? Video yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. So right now, you're still That's playing. why I really have no pop culture is because Sekiro shadows yeah. die twice. He is deep, deep in Sekiro. So the first time I played it, I got beaten down badly. This time I'm doing a lot better. I don't know why. Maybe I have the mental tenacity for it that I already was like, okay, prepare myself for that. This game is different from Dark Souls and Bloodborne and Elden Ring now. Um, there is one, as they call them, walls in the game there's a boss where it's like you may be stuck on him for hours and hours and hours but once you get past him then you're like okay now i'm quote unquote good at the game or whatever if i can get past this you're okay or like when they have bosses that are equipment checks Mm -hmm. so this is one where you're like if you can beat this boss then you're on your way so last time i got to that boss and rage quit yeah i was like "Ah, i can never do it because this one gets away from the okay like dark souls is Get in there and get your hits. Then the monster's going to try and attack you, and you need to stay away and avoid all that. And then when you see the opening, come back in. Mm-hmm. This one is you need to stay on them the whole time. Keep the pressure on them. Yep. So if you're not attacking, you need to be deflecting attacks. But you need to be right there in their face almost all the time for it. Wow. And uh, I was telling you guys on the Facebook the other night, there was a really cool giant monkey boss. Mm-hmm. And yes, Matt, he does fling poo at you. Excellent, excellent. But that was one of the best throughout all the games, I would say. That was one of the best fights, and it was probably more Dark Souls-like than any of the other bosses in Sekiro so far. But cool. it was a really good fight. So, I mean, it is different, but I'm enjoying it so far this go-round. Cool. We'll see if I end up rage quitting on the next couple of bosses. There you go. Okay, but that's it for video games. Video games. So, we might talk about RPG updates right now if we had any. Because well, you people love our stories from the table. Yeah, apparently. So my group is doing DCC, but we're I'm using old Living Greyhawk modules that I've uh, DCC-ified them uh, a bit. <clears throat> and I've cherry-picked certain ones that went well with that. And last time, there were these poisonous mushrooms, like lining the rivers and the roadsides or whatever. And they had to go and convince this baron to let them bar his prized truffle pigs. Mm-hmm. And then they had to you know, guard them on the way back. We're coming through the forest with these truffle pigs. You know, all these animals in the wild could smell them. You know, so they got attacked by a troll. They got attacked by some. Um, I called them because you know DCC phase panthers. You know what phase panthers mm-hmm. were? Copyrighted. Yeah, exactly. Those are um, uh, you know the the cats with the tentacles that you know phase in and out. Um, anyway, uh, but they were able to convince the guy get the pigs back safely, and now they. They've used the pigs to eat off most of the mushrooms. Well, now they're like, all right, now that we've eliminated them because they were poisoning people and people were dying and getting sick, they were like, we want you to trace back to where did these damn mushrooms come from. So that's where we left off. But uh, the group's been having some fun with that. It's been interesting. They just hit fourth level, so they're close to fifth, and that's when I'm probably actually going to call it for DCC with this. Well, we'll do something else because, you know, fifth of the level. Anyway. We won't elaborate on that. What about your group? Uh, I didn't really have much to add on that. We're not going to meet up this time because people oh. are all out of town. Oh, right, right, right. But I was going to say that if you just so happen to be listening to this on Thursday or Friday, and this will be July the 16th, me and Matt will be running some games at Dragon's Nest. They're having their grand reopening. Mm-hmm. 
So if you hear this in time, come on out and check that out. And on mm-hmm. the 16th, we'll be running games at 1 o'clock and 6 o'clock mm-hmm. because we have to get our dinner break in there. Exactly. And, um, yeah, it's a shame if wish we knew somebody close by that was doing uh, – because, you know, the 16th is DCC Day as well. Yeah. But I don't think anybody's – well, one place might be celebrating it. But, <clears throat> anyway, I should, I should not speak more of that. But, anyway. So come support your friendly local game shop. Exactly. You come out to the Dragon's Nest. Great bunch of folks. And they're going to be, I guess, having some fun – Regrand opening shenanigans. If nothing else, we're running some cool games. So yeah, why would you yeah. want to miss out on that? Exactly, precisely. And right. the place is massive. Yeah, that's what I don't I've know heard. if I've ever seen a game shop that big. Wow, even big. You know, Steel Fox was pretty big. That's true. Remember but how then big again, it was part of it was the ceilings were twenty foot tall. Too, yeah, it made it seem a lot more massive. But this one, I think they're four thousand square foot. Holy crap! And then they've got another 4000 on top of that. So if they wanted to expand, or that might get turned into apartments. Yes, they've got that much space. And you could live over the game shop. Wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It would be like run your group and then be like, all right, good night, guys. I'm going upstairs. Yeah. It's like how many people, it's like, they're like, I'm an alcoholic. I live over a bar. How cool is that? It's like, I'm a game addict. I live over a game store. You know what I mean? That's... You know, I could use a game. Let me see what's happening downstairs. You yeah, know? it'd be kind of cool, especially yeah. if you're that young kid that's in college. Hipster, or yeah. Right out. Well, when I got my first real job as an LPN, I looked into loft apartments in Shreveport because I just thought that was hip and cool. Boo, if I had a loft apartment, you know. But what they wanted was ridiculous for like bare brick and a refrigerator from the 50s and you're like how much do you want it's got the hip factor Mm -hmm. yeah you gotta pay for that yeah apparently anyway all right now that we're 45 minutes in wow see you were like this will be brief we have nothing to talk about i love that well i had nothing to talk about i wanted to talk about elvis but i I love you really woke up though you were were over old man river and then you're awake and all grinning and up i want to talk about elvis but no well we did actually that that was pretty funny if you guys had the video podcast you'd see that i've got a big grin i got nothing against elvis but boy do i love to play devil's advocate sometimes oh and actually i'm bad about playing devil's advocate a lot but that's one of those things that i don't really believe in heroes per se but there's just I won't lie. When I was a little kid and I heard Elvis die, I freaking bawled like a baby, man. And I, it was the weirdest like thing. Like a baby or you? Oh, I was only like seven. So, I mean, <laughs> I was practically a baby anyway. But, but yeah, I think, I don't know, five, six, seven. Shit, I don't remember how it was. But I was, I was still pretty young. But I had always, I don't know why, but I guess my, sis, my oldest sister or my mom, whoever they belonged to, I, we had a bunch of old Elvis records and record players. And I remember of all the stuff I listened to, I loved hell when in the third grade I was in a talent contest in school and I took second place doing Hound Dog dressed as Elvis. So to say that I might have been a little bit of an Elvis fan even as a kid, you know. Well, I think some of that is um, region based or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like if you're from the South, yeah, you've probably got some good exposure to Elvis. And my mom is an Elvis fanatic, of course. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, we've gone and seen uh, the Elvis impersonators. Uh, oh, wow. That's, that's yeah. quality stuff right there. Well, you know who was in a movie years ago? I think it was made for TV that playing Elvis, Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that one? I'm, I figured you... I think so, but it was so long ago. Yeah, no, that it was, was, yeah, it was like the maybe a few years after he died. Yeah. Yeah, so that would have been the 70s, 80s or whatever. And then I saw it when it was on like the... ABC Sunday night movie special. So that's yeah. 10 years after the movie comes out or something. Yeah. 
and and then of course years later it's funny they picked him to be in what is it three thousand miles to Graceland with uh, Kevin Costner mm-hmm. and there were there were all these a handful of uh, Elvis impersonators anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. here we went down the rabbit hole all right so what's today's topic man today's topic that I have absolutely nothing for believe it or not but I think it's a fantastic topic uh-huh. is your worst mistake as a player. Worst mistakes as a GM. Mm-hmm. And actually, this might be one that we could recycle on the Twitch yeah. sometime in the future. Yeah, exactly. See, yeah, when I when I thought about this, I was like, hey, yeah, this could, we'd get some real use out of it. So at least I get a little credit for something, maybe. Yeah. Lindsay, did you come up with this topic? Damn it. Don't don't tell him. I, yeah, she did. But anyway, um, no, I did. But mm-hmm. it's okay. So yeah, what's the biggest mistake you made as a player as a GM? So you said you don't have anything for this? I've never made a mistake. Oh, good God. Now you've, uh, I guess... How long have we known each other that we'll claim now? About years. 10 years? Yeah. So can do you think of something horrible that I did as a GM? I don't think you've ever done anything horrible, I would See? say. But I'm trying to think. I know that uh, Cody used to tease you about when you were doing the... Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Yeah, cliffhanger. But that's... I'll, I'll put that one on too much... Uh, internet GMing or whatever. Yeah. Like, here's 10 useful tips to spice up your no, game to cl- please your man. Cliffhanger is brilliant, but I remember at one time we were like an hour in, and it's like cliffhanger, and we're like, dude, you know, we're not, we're going to have to wait, what, a week, and we only got one hour of gaming? Well, this, this, this was a good point to cliffhang. Well, maybe don't cliffhang an hour in or whatever, but that's one time. For yeah. you guys, I was probably sick of looking at your faces on I, top of that. I don't blame you. Me, uh, Papa John, and Cody, that's a... That's three months right there. I tell you what, woof. Yeah, that was some ex- that w- that was some exciting stuff. But you know, to this day, I love the time that John blew your mind and blew our minds. I still talk about that. Or yeah, it was like he's that. totally going to sell you guys yeah, out. He's like because his mo every time was to sell us out, do us dirty, run away, and leave us hanging. Whatever, <laughs> except for this one, and the time, one time you were planning on it. You were expecting him to do it. You wanted him to do but it. But add this in. You would talk to him ahead of time. Add guys. this in. Yeah. He would sell you guys out. If there was like one goblin that walked up, he'd be like, that's it. I'm joining the goblin side. Goodbye. Yeah, I, I hope you guys yeah. die. I mean, his character so was this the time, worst. Yeah. This time there is like, you guys are going to die. The chips are down. Yeah. There was these, the basically like mind flayer type dudes. Oh, yeah. And I can't remember how many of them, probably like 10 or something. And you guys yeah. are fourth level characters or something. Like unarmed, unarmored. But he, yeah, had, but he had prisoners. But he had joined in with them. So they're of like, course. oh, you, you can have all your armor and weapons. We trust you. You're one of us. One of us. One of us. And yeah. it's like the one fight that you can't possibly win. Because, uh-huh. yeah, they were out there feeding people to whatever was yeah, out in yeah, the bushes. Like, like, like we have to wait for our turn to be executed, to be, to be sacrificed, executed. And so we're just like Eddie's playing it out as these other people are being sacrificed to whatever the mysterious thing is off in the bushes. And just when it's about our turn and we're looking at John and looking at Eddie, all of a sudden John all of a sudden goes, surprise, I cast whatever. And, I'm, and we're all like, what? And even Eddie was like, the look on his face, because Eddie's generally... I spit a, my teeth out. Yeah, he's got a real good poker face, and, and generally, but he was even this gaping, like, what in the hell just happened? And I'm laughing, because he can find a letter, like, I even asked him, like, all right, John, are you really going to go through? And like the day before, when y'all were having family time, he goes, oh, yeah, I'm I'm sewing them down the river, screw them, whatever, you know? So I was, bravo to you, John, because you totally blew everybody's mind and I'll, I'll never forget that. I'll put that in my top 10 most shocking. Yeah. 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 So anyway, but talk about as far as mistakes as a game master or player. Um, I know for me as a, for me as a GM that I years ago, and this is a good lesson in life actually, because I used to 
tell somebody mm-hmm. that I knew. It's like, don't project your crap onto other people. You know, you, you, you don't want to go through life thinking, well, I think this way. Obviously, everyone, this is the right way to think. Everyone thinks that way. And I kind of caught myself at one time. This is probably like in the LG days that I'm like, well, this is the way to play these games. And this is the way you run them. And this is what everyone should want. Of course, they want that. And then you find out that if you're wise, like everybody gets something different out of everything. But definitely gaming, there's the guys that are gals or whatever that they've had a tough uh, week at work. They just want to show up and just kind of mindlessly grind, kind of like a video game, but the more social aspect of the table, killing the monsters and taking their loot and rinse repeat. You know, and they're perfectly content with that. And there's the people that want like a deep, rich role-playing experience. And there's people that want a mix of that. And then there's this and that or whatever. And so it's one of those things that I would say, one of those things that thankfully I'm happy to say I learned my lesson. I know better now, but I'll tell on myself is that there was a time where I was like, well, of course people want to role play. Of course people want to X, Y, Z or whatever. And uh, that's not always the case, you know, and it's good. And you can't make everybody happy or you'll drive yourself nuts. But I've told this story before. I know to you and it might have even on here before, but like I was running a game and I used to do thing I called spotlighting. I'd make sure like every few adventures, there's one adventure that was going to be all about one of the players at least showcase them let them it be their time to shine and one player after that came to me and said why were you picking on me and i'm like what picking on you i was trying to so you see how he misinterpreted like i'm somehow putting him on the spot trying to embarrass him and i'm trying to let him have this rich experience where he gets to be the the main character of the story that night so you see how that's um that's something to learn there too. Some players, they just want to kind of like, it's already all they can do to maybe show up to the game. Cause we talked about social anxiety, not to say that we don't want to stereotype gamers that's having this, the majority of them having some sort of issues or something, but there are, I've met through the years, a number of gamers that would have some suicidal anxiety or different things like that. And you've got to get them in that comfort zone or whatever. And that was, this guy was like, looking back, it was a hell of a note that he showed up and even played games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I think that really was a little bit outside of his comfort zone, but he felt safe with those players and me as a game master. Anyway, so that's that's my thing I might have, you know, my mistake as a game master. Know your audience. Exactly. If, if you can, take the time, try to. And that's the other thing was is that, um, and I'll say that as a player, as a player I would play in someone's game and they would run it a certain way. And my assumption was, well, you would think someone run the game the way they want to play it. That's the kind of game they want to play. And that's not also not, not always true, which seems still to me seems a little odd. Mm-hmm. But you would figure you would run the type of game that you would want to play. But I've seen where a person that ran their game a certain way and I tried to run the game that way and I don't, they don't think they liked it at all. And I was thinking, this is exactly how you run your game for us. But I bet you can't guess what I'm talking about. But anyway, yeah. You know. Yeah. I would say... My biggest thing as a GM is not going full throttle enough, not putting the hammer down, not being mean enough as a GM, not killing enough characters, not helping players kill their characters enough, to put it that way. That's probably the biggest thing. Is to, to Mr. Nice Guy. That's how they know me on here. Pardon and judge, Eddie. You're such a sweetheart. I tell you, the table got on to me at North Texas because that freaking secret level of uh, The Mummy Bride secret level. by Levi Combs uh, for DCC, that first encounter is 
brutal is an understatement. And it was about to TPK the party. And I was like, all right, let me pull back. And Matt Couch and a few others were like, no, no, no. And like uh, Lou Alou, our buddies, were like, no, no, this is DCC. Bring the heat. You know, bring the pain. This is DCC, Matt. Don't do not do that sweetie pie stuff. And I was like, no, y'all are right. Y'all are right. But that's me. I just, I, I'm always rooting for the players, you know, and maybe sometimes a little too much. So, again, that's something as a GM that I should probably be a little more hard-nosed. Okay, so now that you've got yours, that got me thinking a little bit. Yeah. Probably one of my things as a GM that I had to overcome was running adventures as written. That I back in the day, I thought, like uh, Village Omelet, you have to run that exactly as it was written with no deviation because these words are the law. Being a purist, you know. Yeah, everyone... Everyone should have the same experience. And with like when we're doing Adventures League, mm-hmm. a lot of that is like, well, you know, it'd be really interesting if I put this in right here. And you're like, but you can't because it's Adventures League. Mm-hmm. But even, you know, after a while that wore off and I was like, who cares? As long as there's still a plus one sword and 500 gold pieces at the end. Mm-hmm. The line between X and Y don't matter as much. And, and even anymore, like in the Adventure League, in the front of it, it says, like, to a certain degree, make this your own. So they even give you a bit of carte blanche to uh, to, to deviate. But they, they kind of say, still, don't just go full, like, whole cloth. Like, there isn't actually a dragon in this, but I've decided there will be one. I mean, no, but, you know, yeah. And then I'll just tell you, this is one of my humorous stories mm-hmm. from when I— I very first, probably like the second or third thing I ever ran Mm -hmm. when I was just but a child was there was a Ravenloft adventure that had mummies in it. Mm -hmm. And then to defeat the mummy, you had to find the holy symbol hidden down in his uh, pyramid or whatever. And, of course, his holy symbol would be like the Egyptian cross, which is called an Ankh. But being a young man from the deep woods of East Texas, mm-hmm. I said in Anka. I don't know why, but I said That's how it's spelled. Anka. That's how it's spelled. So we're going through this, and these guys are not getting anywhere in the adventure. And finally, there's like this big ship that they buried down there for him, too. And they're like, let's go on the ship. And I was like, why the hell are you guys going on the ship? So we can find the anchor. Got them, folks. I got them. So that's when we just shut the book and called it a night. When they wanted to find the anchor. Nice. East Texas accents, folks. Yeah. If, if your leg's hurting or if you're not quite ready. Put your head down on the pillar. Yep. Or that picture over there. It's a beautiful picture. Which I don't, like, I definitely don't have the accent I no. used to have. I don't think either no. one of us have much of an accent. Well, but that's to us... Plus, I'm from Louisiana. Yeah. But you don't even have the Louisiana accent. Well, see, because no Yeah, we don't have that. Kid, chong, 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 chong. Yeah. You're, bon, you're bon just roulet. East, East Texas. Yeah, yeah. If you're in North Louisiana. Yeah. Well, we've often said that the people from down south would be like, Texas ought to just, uh, what do you call it? Annex uh, you. A- annex, yeah, Northwest Louisiana. And we were all like, yeah, we wish they would. <laughs> you know I mean? Because, like I said, you had more cow- cowboy fans there than Saints fans up until a few years ago. All right, what about a big mistake as a player? Well, I think I'd mentioned that one, which was, uh, yeah, like I said, playing a game, which is kind of a GM player slash kind of crossover. But, yeah, like I said, playing a game where you play with a person and I'm paying attention to how they run it. And I would be like, hmm, next time I run, I'll run the game like – because I'm 
that thoughtful. Here, let me pat myself on the back. But it's like, I'll run it the way he's running his game, and I'm sure they'll love it. And I found out, no, that's not necessarily the case, you know. So that's one thing as a player. And I'm sure I had a thought on that one when I first posted, came up with the question, but now I can't think of what the answer was for, what about you? Okay, so as a player, one of the things that I will admit to as as a newer player, I was definitely one of the like, but this is what my character would do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not fun for anybody. So now that we've got all these years behind us and we can look back and go, don't be the guy that has the, well, my character would do this. Some of it is the voice of experience. You can grow out of those things. Like what was the video I just posted in our little private thing where it's like, that's so shecky or whatever the guy's character is. And you're like, Ugh, you know, yeah. That wasn't me, but I we've definitely played with those guys yeah. enough times. That's what shecky would do, you know. And when I'll say that was that, it might have been some bad behavior, but like there was one adventure where um, my player, my character, me playing, running him, kind of screwed over some real life friends. But I, but even one of the guys later on, who's pretty mature, said, "Well, that's absolutely what your character would do." And I went, you know, because he knew how I played the character up to then. So he said, "I will give you that because still, I'm pretty put out with you." I said, "Yeah, I can tell. This is going to take a little while for you know." This was Tad and Bobby were kind of put out with me. Booga, not so much, or Tom, which is his real name. We used to call him Booga. Um, <clears throat> but but anyway, that was one of the things where I mean, looking back. You know, yeah, that was that was probably not entirely cool because it was that whole, well, this is what my character would do. Yeah, but it's not really cool. But anyway. Well, we had one of, <clears throat> way back in the day, we had one of my beloved characters ended up getting killed in an underwater level. Mm-hmm. So we started this new campaign and we're going and it's like, hey, here's the underwater level. I'm like, screw it. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. I'll stay here. You guys go have fun. My character's not going. Mm-hmm. And that completely derailed the adventure. GM's like, budget. This was going to, you know, it's only, this was only going to be a short little part. And all you had to do was blah, blah, blah. And it was like that ended the whole thing right there. And it was like, okay. So there's, there's one for you. And that's something that, I mean, I don't think you did anything wrong as a player. It's just that game master should be more adaptable. Which are talking about that video again. It's like the guy talked about where a player did something that completely changed the composure and tone of, of his campaign through his actions. And you're, that's where you have to be adaptable. And it's not, I want people to be deterred from game mastering like what, but that's where, yeah, I mean, hopefully your players are mature enough to realize if you're a novice game master, they're not going to be constantly trying to throw a monkey wrench in your plot. But mm-hmm. also as a kid, I won't lie. I practically told a story that my players got to interact with, but they seem to enjoy that. But I look back now and I go, <clears throat> I was like, wow, really? But I mean, Generally, it was pretty pretty much a plotted out story, and my players. It was almost like playing a pick a path book more than anything. I look back now, but they loved it. But if one of the players that ever, you know, I might be being hard on myself. There might have been times where I think feel like I improv some, um, based off their actions and, and skewed some things or changed some things. But as far as my players, never just like almost contrarily, you know, completely derailed what I was trying to do or something like that. I never, I don't think, I don't remember ever dealing with that. But anyway. But, uh, yeah. All right. We, you want to talk about anything else on this topic? Not mm, I can think of. All right. Well, that's about it. I don't think we're doing a Twitch show this month. Yeah. So we got to say the F word a lot more on this one. We said so enjoy much. ourselves. Yeah. But anyway. But um, <clears throat> what would you guys think about... Well, anyway, never mind. Mm, cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. 
I can tell by the clock on the wall, we're all out of hit points. How'd you, who was you? Ah.